Well, good morning, friends. Grab your Bibles, grab your notepads and um, your pens, and let's look at our memory verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. First, it says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Notice the unity. That's important because we're going to be talking about that, unity. And Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And so we're in Colossians chapter 3 now, and we're looking at a couple portions of, of Scripture, a couple of verses that have caused a lot of a, a lot of trouble, a lot of issues, and people are offended by, and they want to take them out of Scripture. And, and the problem is that they've been taking out um, of context, and, and that's unfortunate. So um, here is, uh, let's read these, Colossians chapter 3, and hold on, don't, don't get don't get ruffled, okay, and don't try to make a decision on what I'm trying to show you. Or to, I just want you to relax, okay. Colossians chapter three, verse eighteen: Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husband, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Do not be harsh with them. There's more in verse nineteen than there really is in verse eighteen, but we need to understand that both fit. So I'm going to read some Wearsby because I, as I was studying and looking at it, I just love. I love what he what he talks about. And here's a pastor of many, many, many years. He's with Jesus now, but he was called the pastor's pastor. So let me read to you um, quite a bit, actually, from Wearsby. It says, faith in Jesus Christ not only changes individuals, it also changes homes. <laughs> Isn't that true? And many of us know homes that have been changed, and maybe your home has changed because of relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul addressed himself to family members, husbands, wives, children, household servants. Now, we're not going to get into, I'm not um, going going to get into the servants much. This was a time when there were servants and there were bond servants, willing servants who stayed. There were also times of slavery. And the, the Bible doesn't get directly into it because what happens is when Jesus Christ comes into a person's life, it changes things and then it changes what they do. So so God didn't take on, our, um, uh, through Jesus and through Paul, didn't take on all of Roman society and all of the issues in the society uh, directly. It wasn't like it was a political issue. He was making spiritual changes, and those spiritual changes would eventually then make political changes in people's lives, okay? It seems clear that these persons being addressed were believers since the apostle appeared to all of them to live uh, appealed to all of them to live uh, to please Christ. So he's talking again to believers. So understand um, when he's talking, he's talking to people who uh, are Christians anywhere from one to four years old because this church was really, really, really new. Uh, something is radically wrong with homes today, right? And this was written a while back. And so some of these statistics are probably way worse than they are now. Uh, the last report I saw indicated that in America, there are now more broken homes than ever. Than ever, Single-parent families are on the increase. Over half of all mothers are now working outside the home, and many of them have small children. And it's because, many times, it's because of the economy. It's not because of, just because of choices. Some people say, well, they've made choices. No, a lot of it is because they didn't have a choice. They're trying to support their kids. They're trying to give them the best that they can give. And it's not like they're trying to give them extra. They're just trying to make sure that their kids have what they need. Um, 
over half of all mothers working outside the home. The average American child from 6 to 16 watches from 20 to 24 hours of television each week and is greatly influenced by what he sees. And probably you'd have to add in all of the social media now at this day. The hours spent in front of social media for children is incredible, and it's on the rise, and not all of it's good. The average American child, uh, oh, I'd say, I read that. The battered child syndrome continues to increase with more than two to, to four million cases being reported annually and not uh, all are reported. And we know that now because of COVID, those numbers are probably increasing. Um, fathers and mothers are home. Maybe they can't go to work, so they're frustrated. And the problem is that frustration many times gets taken out on little children. And it's unfortunate. Uh, divorce is on the rise. Uh, uh, spousal abuse is on the rise. It's just a difficult time in which we live in. And so therefore, when Paul speaks here 2,000 years ago, he speaks to us today as well. This is very fitting for us. Uh, the first institution that God founded on earth was the home. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. And and you women will say amen to this. Genesis chapter 2, 18. And I say amen to this as a man. Um, 2, 18. Then God, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And that word helper is not someone lesser. It is not... It is not lesser in 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 any way shape or form um i was i just did a, a wedding yesterday and one of the things is i've been doing these weddings is i've been praying about words and the, the importance of as when i was doing the ring ceremony i talked about the ring and the importance of the ring and uh, and uh the importance of that ring is not possession when you slide that ring on your spouse's finger it's position the ring in that culture, in this culture at this time, meant everything. When the father slid the ring onto the uh, uh, the child's hand, uh, or the son's hand, in Luke chapter 15, in the prodigal son, he was saying, You're, uh, you have all the rights of a son. All the rights. And so when you slide that ring onto your wife's finger, when you slide that ring onto your husband's finger, it's not about possession, it's about position, and I hope that understand you understand that what I'm saying there. It's incredibly important that we understand um, we understand what this means in our society today as well. Now look at Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. One of the things I'd like to say too is that while we go, we're going through verse by verse through Scripture. I can't skip over big pieces of scripture. And I can't just say, well, I don't want to deal with that. And I have a time said, we'll get back with that. And I guarantee we will. But I want to be able to cover things more in uh, intently uh, with intention and deeply. But in Matthew chapter 19, verses five and six, and it says, and 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 he said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Can I tell you that when you become a brand new brand new family unit, you husbands, you wives, you are no longer no longer. Uh, to be so linked to your parents that you have to run to your parents to be able to make a decision. You need, as a, as a, as a new couple or even as an older couple, you need to make sure that you understand that you are a brand new family unit. And you need to, you need to honor that. 
Uh, Janie and I get together. We sit down. We talk about our finances. We talk about how we're doing. We talk about uh, the issues of life daily. We want to make sure that we're on the same page. Her word is is valuable to me. Her ideas are valuable to me, and I hope mine are valuable to her, and she treats me like they are. Uh, the breakdown of the home is so sad, and it's so unnecessary, truthfully, because we don't need to be um, controlled by what the world is doing. We are submitting to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Confucius said centuries ago, the strength of the nation is derived from the, the integrity of its home. The strength of a nation is derived from the integrity of its homes. One of the greatest things we can do as individuals is to help to build godly Christian homes. Paul addressed the various members of the family and pointed out um, the factors that make for a strong and godly home. And people will skip over this because they're afraid that they, they're offending women or offending men. We can't skip over this. We need to study this and we need to know. Paul did not address the wives first because they were the neediest. He did not. In order, he dealt with these things and he dealt with women. He dealt with husbands. And again, verse 19, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. He was very direct with the husbands as much as he was very direct with the wives. And as I said before, again, a husband and a wife together is not about possession. It's about position. It's about the number one position in their life next to Christ is your spouse. We must not think of submission as slavery or subjection. The word comes from the military vocabulary and simply means to arrange under rank. Man was created first and then woman. Man was created with a huge responsibility. When when we talk in, in Romans about sin, Paul doesn't mention Eve's sin. He mentions Adam's sin. He said by by one man, sin entered the world, Adam. And by another man, um, uh, freedom comes and forgiveness of sin comes. And that's through Jesus. That's the responsibility that the male has. That's the responsibility that they have. And here is uh, this this word, uh, military word, that means rank. It means this is the way it goes. When God deals with a home, he deals with the man because he's the man is ultimately responsible for what goes on in the home. He is. That's the truth. And if a husband loves his wife and is not harsh with her, normally that's enough to make that home be unified. But the woman has a responsibility also to submit to her husband as is fitting in the Lord. And again, submission is not subjection. The Bible says that that out of man's side, out of Adam's side, came woman. Not above him to reign over him, not below him to be trampled by him, but from his side to be nurtured, to be loved, and to be his equal. Equal in the sense that she doesn't subject herself uh, uh, to some unruly ruler. But in the home, there has to be order. 1 Corinthians 14.40 says, everything that is done in the church should be decently and in order, and in the home it should be as well. There has to be a chain of command. There has to be in any society. The fact that the woman is to submit to her husband does not suggest that the man is better than the woman. It only means that the man has a responsibility of headship and leadership in the home. And headship is not dictatorship or lordship. It is loving loving leadership. 
In fact, both the husband and the wife in another verse, verse Ephesians 5.21, are to, to submit to the Lord and to each other in Ephesians chapter 5.21. There are responsibilities within a home. And I'm not talking about who does the dishes, who does the vacuuming. Those are all shared responsibilities. I'm talking about position of leadership. And the reality is that man will be held more accountable for the breakdown of the home. It is just the way it is. You can hear noise in the background. I'm taping this in the middle of the day and there's a lot of activity. Um, Paul made it clear that the husband must love his wife even as Christ loved the church. Even as Christ loved the church. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5. And in uh, in verse... Oh, that's I've got it wrong. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22. It says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and he, he himself is savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, listen up. Verse 25, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Wow. Husbands, we need to learn this. We need to love our wives. This is not just sensual love. This is not just physical love. This is not um, any of the, this is agape love. Husbands, love your wife as Christ love. He is the um, he is the the mark of how we should love. How much did Christ love? He gave his life for the church. How much should we love our wives? We should be willing to give our lives, not just our lives in the sense of if we had to stand and protect, but every single day we protect and we love, and we're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure to make sure that our homes are protected. The Christian husband and wife must be open and honest with each other and not hide their, fe- hide their feelings or lie to one another. We need to, you need to have an open line of communication where you sit down and you can talk about anything and everything. Now, not everything that you think of needs to be shared for a woman or a man. Your thoughts, if they are uh, wrong, those thoughts need to be submitted to the Lord and you need to ask him to forgive you. And if you ask him to forgive you, he will. So not everything that needs to be shared. But I, I had a counselor uh, say the uh, a while back, I was reading this book, this counsel, a book on counseling. It said, when a husband and a wife come into a room for counseling and when one of them begins to talk and the other one rolls their eyes, I know this is going to be difficult. Because the rolling of the eye, he says, it always proves out is a lack of respect and something has been lost over time. And it's going to take a while to rebuild that. But open lines of communication will prevent a lot of this. A husband who truly loves his wife will not behave harshly or try to throw his weight around in the home. 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to read these so you can write them down. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love is patient. Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. 
That's what's supposed to be in our relationships, in our home. If we would follow 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5, when we, when we treat one another and we think of one another, oh, the change that would happen in the home. A wife really has little difficulty submitting to a husband who loves her and loves her as Christ loves her and gave himself for it. She knows he seeks the very best for her and that he will not do anything to harm her. The husband love for his wife is seen as uh, in its sacrifice for her and the, and the wife's love for the husband is seen in her submission to her where there are sacrifice and submission in the atmosphere of love. You'll find a happy home. I truly believe that in most cases, if the husband loves his wife like Christ loved the church and is willing to give himself for her, the submission part of it is, is no problem. And again, submission is not slavery. You're together, working together to build a home. In the time of Jesus, women were not treated well. Women were not respected well. And they, there needed to be some rules and some regulations. So when the church started, Jesus elevated the position of women, and Paul did too. There are people who say Paul was just, you know, this this a male dom. No, he wasn't male dominant. He was talking to the husbands to to love their wives as Christ loved the church. That hadn't been done before. That hadn't been taught. Elevated the position of women to where it should be as the helper, as the coming alongside and working together as a partner doing life together. A happy marriage does not come automatically. It is something that must be worked on over time. As we walk with Christ in submission to him, we have no problem submitting to one another and seeking and, and setting our standards to love one another. Why? Because we're instructed to do it. But as we begin to grow in Christ, it becomes the most natural thing. We love our spouses, we love our children, and we take care of them, and we're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure there's, there is love. Where there is selfishness, there will be conflict and division. Where there is bitterness in the heart, there will eventually be trouble in the home. If we have our hearts filled with the peace of Christ and the word of Christ, we will it will contribute to the joy and harmony of the home. If we live to please Christ first, others second, and ourselves last, we will build strong marriages and spiritual homes. That's what Paul is talking about here in verses 18 and 19. He's talking about strength in the home. And to order, in order to have strength in the home, you need to have order in the home. And God placed the responsibility on man for this. And if you as a husband will love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, the other should not be a problem. The other should not be a problem. And this happiness and this, this unity in, the, in your marriage will, will, will show forth to, to your children and it will show forth to others around. But if we don't have it, and if we don't apply scriptures to every relationship, then we're going to struggle. So love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And women, you're not going to have a trouble submitting to that type of leadership. Your role in the home is so vital and it's so important. 
Let's do it away the way, do it the way that God would have us do it. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.